0: Hello Logic friends, this episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by Hotspring, the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. Check them out at thehotspring.com. And if you haven't signed up for the forum yet, do it now at forum.logic.tv. is the number one place for flame artists. We have nearly 1,000 users, lightning fast response times, and over 120,000 page views per month. Plus, you'll get access to the Logic Discord server for real-time audio and video chat. Sign up for free at forum.logic.tv. TV. Hello, here we go. Logic Live number ninety-two. This is Woman in Flame. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to Logic Live. My name is Amanda Elliott. This is so cool. So we've got a really good show that we have for you today. We've got Women in Flame. We have lots of wonderful ladies here to show off some uh, some of their talents. Talk about their talents. Talk about. I don't know. We're just going to have a good time talking about this. But first, actually, Renee, I want to ask you, how was the Detroit Flame user group that just, it just happened last week though. So you shared some photos that was on uh, the forum. So tell us a little bit about it. How was it?
1: Oh, it was so much fun. It was really great seeing everybody in person. And I also need to give a shout out to Steve Sweek who helped me organize it. We had huge rally from the troops. I mean, Brooks did a demo, good for him, kicking it off. Cold turkey to a cold crowd. He did a great job. We had color talk from Finn Um, We had presentations from about Python scripting. We just, it was really great to just kind of see everybody in person and we even ended it up with a little pub crawl at the end, getting to know the local area. So it was super fun.
0: Nice. Nice. And Detroit's actually my old stomp on grounds too. So I was really happy to be there. Sorry, I couldn't make it there. Of course, you know, on a job, but I'm glad that it happened. Maybe for next time we'll try it. So I want to introduce each and every single one of you. From LA, we got MB, Colleen, Graziella, and Sarah. Rune from Detroit, who's also a 2021 Flame Award winner. From New York, we have Molly, Marguerite, uh, Ariana, Violet, maybe Ariana. <laughs> she was Violet in the tech check yesterday. <laughs> PB and Kenzie. And then also we have Miriam from London. Thank you so much, guys, for showing up today. I really appreciate. You guys bring it in the time on a Sunday. So thank you all for coming here. So one of the big reasons why I wanted to get you guys together is that uh, there's this film on YouTube. It's called Perspective. It's a female flame artist. It's from 2015. It's posted on the New York Flame user group. It's about five minutes long. And I think it's actually a really beautiful film. If anyone uh, wants to check it out, please check it out. We'll put the link in the chat. It's featuring Amanda uh, Amalfi, PB, Filiana, Philana Diaz, Mindy Dublin, Suzanne Dyer, and Ann Trotman. So check it out. It's really cool. It's very inspirational. I love what you guys can do. I actually look up on every single one of you. Done a little bit of stalking on each one of you. One of the things I want to highlight is we're all really good at something. Everyone has a really good talent. So I actually would like to bring that out in all of you. And actually, Miriam, I'd like to start with you. Thanks again. I know you're all the way in London. I really appreciate it with the time difference. (laughs) I think it's your time, but I want to start with you and just talk about what's something that's really special that you feel like you bring to the table. Is it like, why do producers pick you or why do directors pick you or the the host? If you're, you know, even for anybody, if you're freelancer staff, what is it that you really bring to the table that you're really proud of? And I really want to spark upon that. So Miriam, if you could chat a little bit about that.
2: Hi, everyone. It's it's not that late in London. It's 7pm. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I ask myself that question all the time because I'm usually the youngest person in room. So obviously, I do not have the technical advantage. And this is the first time in my career that I'm being invited to places, which is which is amazing. It's a great feeling. And, and you know, I'm really happy to work with friends and some great artists in London, I think. You know, it's more to do with personality than the actual um, you know, technical side for me at this stage. You know, staying calm in a situation, being able to talk to clients, you know, when they sit down on the sofa, just like make them, you know, happy and make sure that they're chill and just let them know that everything is in control and you know, like hanging out with colleagues, going to the pub, that sort of stuff. And in terms of learning things, it's more about, you know, listening and picking things up and you know, keeping up the pace with the others. Like for me, as a as a junior flame, I feel like that's what most people are looking for.
0: No, oh, that's really good. And actually, let's kind of turn that over to like MB. No secret, you've been doing this for a little bit longer. <laughs> so kind of it. it? <laughs> and I've worked with you. In a, I've worked <laughs> with you on a couple jobs. You obviously also have a great skill set though too. So what's something that you feel that is is your biggest strength that you like to bring to flame?
3: Oh wow, I think the biggest strength is there's a trust. I build relationships. And they trust that I'll get the job done. They'll trust if I run into a corner, I'll tell them I won't promise something that can't be done. As far as on-the-box things, it started with clients in the room. Same thing. I'm really good with clients in the room, mainly because <laughs> I bring. <break. laughs> That's right. But... um. But no, it's, it really does come down to personality, trust. Are you easy to play with? You know, are you going to be high maintenance? No, that's they're not going to call me back. And then it's building relationships. I mean, a lot of times people will call me because someone else referred me. And that's because you build those relationships. You show people that you can do the work and that you will show up and be a team player. My biggest strength as a personal side has always been mentoring. I've always loved working with younger people. I used to love it. We had assistants when they really were your assistant. You could train them. Some of my assistants now hire me and they're way above me at this point, which is just the most fulfilling part of it. So, And actually seeing all you women here when I started, (laughs) these faces weren't not around me. So this has been awesome.
0: Oh, this is so cool. And thank you for that. And I know you're in LA. Let's hop on over to New York. So uh, I want to hop over to PB and then Graziella. I kind of want to ask you guys that that same question. What do you feel is that like, you're like, yeah, this is my thing. And this is what I like to bring to the table.
4: I, I got nothing. I have no idea. You have everything, Uh, girl. (laughs) You got everything going on. I ask myself this same question every day. I feel like everybody else's books are like, all right, we'll bring this one in. I don't actually know, to be honest. I feel like it is just relationships. And like, no matter what, I will like finish something and I'm committed to making sure that it looks the best, even if I'm up until like 2am or get up really early or something, like no matter what, I feel like there's a level of trust for the most part.
0: Yeah. Trust is like a really big thing, thing though. Thing. Yeah. for yeah. sure about that. And you know, what? I, I honestly want to touch upon that a little bit too, though, is that every once in a while, I feel it's like, what's that term we call it? It's called like imposter syndrome. Like we kind of feel like I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just that, that feeling of just like, I don't know, is it like you're not good enough or you just don't know if you can handle or something like that though. I still get that all the time. And I know a lot of people do, do there too, but it's like, we all have certain types of strengths or it's like, we wouldn't be where we were at. So it's, it's like, yeah. we almost have to kind of remind ourselves in a way of that. I have like the worst case of imposter syndrome. <laughs> and I do try
4: to talk to like everyone that I can about it. Cause I almost feel like as I get older or have been doing this for longer, like it gets worse. Like you would think that I would get better with it, but I feel like every time that I take a job, it's like, okay, this is going to be it. There no ones ever going to call me back. And I don't know if you guys who've been doing this for a long time, like if you feel the same, if it gets worse or at some point it's going to get better, but I feel like someone's going to be like, Oh my God, she does suck. Why do we keep bringing her back? (laughs) Like it's this huge fear of mine. I don't know where it comes from or, why I have it so intensely. And I thought it was just me. And then I've spoken to other women and a lot of women have it, but I am also realizing that men have it too. So it's just a really interesting thing that we can. It happens.
3: And just, you know, I did,
0: I did work on a job with you a little while ago. You were a great problem solver. So I'm just going to let you know that right now. Uh, Of course. How do you, how do you feel what's going on with you? Um, uh, Well,
5: I think that for me, it comes down to attitude and personality as well. Um, When I started my career, that was the main thing. Uh, When I started as a flame assist seven years ago, um, I was really worried about not having any experience in flame at all and uh, not knowing the technical side of it. But, you know, what most people look for is someone that it's, you know, willing to learn and it's excited about it. And I think that that's mainly what I brought to the table. And I also have a background in more of like traditional art I love painting and um, so I love you know I I have some understanding previously about color and all that sort of thing so I think that that translated very well into flame and any sort of like art form so yeah that was definitely something that to this day I think that I can bring to the table that I for you know art I guess, um, an excitement for it. I still love learning. And I also have a little bit of background in scripting and all that sort of thing. So I think that that kind of like, I have also um, scripted some of my own matchboxes. And, you nice. know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to have to be able to um, do that in flame a bit as well. So,
0: wow, that's cool. So if, if you've done the matchbox, are they available to other people? Or is it just something I... that's kind of within your network? <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, yeah,
5: know it's, it's super exciting when you spread something that works and it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, new EVAR, um,
0: come on, weekend. I don't know if you guys remember EVAR. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, this, is, this is great, though.
5: Yeah, I I tend to keep it to like the company I'm working for. I have um, never really shared it to the world, but maybe that's something that I can start doing. So, yeah, it's been it's been fun learning a little bit of GLSL and I'm excited to get a bit more into Python. And it's just really cool. And I also I was born and raised in Venezuela. So I like to think that I also bring a little bit of like, you know, um, variety to uh, the flame community. This is great. You're the, the only, only other person I know.
2: Awesome. I'm Venezuelan
0: well too, and you're the only other
5: person. Oh, oh my god, I that's love so that.
2: Cool. <laughs> I love that.
0: Oh, I thought so it was cool. the only one. Wow, <laughs> this is totally great. I'm really digging this. <laughs> this is cool. So we got other from New York. We, uh, Um, I would love to hear a little bit. And then you know, going out over to Mali. Like, tell me, blow my mind here. Like, tell me more about you guys. Um. Right now, I recently went staff at Method as a VFX supervisor uh, here in
6: New York. Yeah, I think kind of similar to Graziella, I also have like a more of a traditional art background. Um, I studied like painting, um, but I also learned quite a bit of 3D as well. Um, I used Maya and... I think, yeah, a lot of it too is like trust as well. Like you kind of build those relationships with producers and, you know, proving that you've delivered and you can carry a job through and oversee it. I think those kind of relations and then also even just with your clients, with your team, with people you work with, whether it's runners to EPs, I think bringing, you know, trust through it, showing you can execute, also just teaching, learning, not afraid to ask questions. I
0: think those things really help kind of keep bringing people back. That's totally cool. Um, I really like that. And then, and then Molly uh, also Molly a little bit uh, in a little bit, I'd love to be able to show something that you worked on and then show your flame and be able to show a shot though too, but we'll do that in a little bit, but yeah, let us know a little about you.
7: Yeah. um, I guess very similar to what everybody's already been saying. I think big part for me was just noticing how obsessed I am with details. And I think that's always been in me because I love those like I Spy games and Where's Waldo and being able to pick things out from um, a huge image, just being able to see the little pieces of it. I think having an eagle eye is really valuable. Um, It's something that I've been happy that I have for this work because it's really necessary. It's hard to train yourself to see these little things that everybody can see on a big screen that you might not be able to see on your computer. And then, yeah, obviously the, the, I actually like amazed before I went freelance, people are like, it's really, you know, if you know the basics and you're excited about what you're doing and you have the, I think I can attitude, people are going to hire you. And I was like, no, I have to be, I have to know everything. I know I have to know how to code. I have to know like how to basically build flame from scratch. Like I was like, there's no way. And then when I went freelance, yeah, right. people were booking me and the and booking me again. And I, I think largely it was just the can-do attitude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's really say. good. No, you guys also got some really good points. But I mean, trust is the major thing. And I feel like even just from mm-hmm. like a like biological perspective, when you meet someone within like five, 10 minutes, I feel like you know if you can really trust this person, which I think is really good. Um, and then sorry, <laughs> Kenzie, I didn't mean to kind of skip over on that one though, too. But yeah, let's uh let's get the New York train rolling here. And Kenzie, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, and your well, um, pink hair.
8: Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> my pink hair, my pink couch, my pink art, all the stuff is pink. <laughs> I mean, I start I started in Flame. It, it's been nearly a decade ago. And right now I work in both Nuke and Flame. So I've worked at houses before where they asked me to help integrate the Nuke and Flame pipeline a little better. So right now I'm staffed over at Frame Store, and I work about, it's about 50-50 Flame and Nuke, which is pretty nice. And like everyone, I think it's, it's attitude, it's personality. It's coming in with the, like with knowing that it's going to be done at the end of the day. Also communication. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little over communicative, but then I realize there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. Communication yeah, no is always thing. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, and then a lot of, I feel like I have a good eye. I wouldn't be in this field if I didn't have a good eye. <laughs> leading a team, that kind of stuff, that goes along with the positive attitude and the can-do attitude. If, if you're not positive, then I don't think you should run a team. But if you're a good, like if you're, if you have that good, you know, attitude, make everyone want to work with you, then you make an amazing team lead and people can come to you and they can communicate to you. So I think that's really important. And I feel like most days I have that we all have our days, but yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And the tr- and it goes back to just trust too, being able to trust yeah. in that as well. And on the pink hair note, I think Renee did a podcast a while ago where she talked about I think you got hired at what, is it ILM because you had pink hair or something like that? They just they loved your hair. So if <laughs> yeah, you guys get a that chance to my internship. That <laughs>
1: I was afraid, yeah. I was afraid that I was not gonna get hired because I had pink hair. And ah. it turns out that they actually liked the fact that i was being individual so i'm like all right that was good to have that kind of feedback really early on to remember be true to myself you know <laughs> okay, so that's good.
0: yeah it was really being good that power. you brought that up in your in your podcast so too if you guys get a chance check out the podcast section and listen to hers it was really good um and now i want to jump over to to sarah and then jump over to colleen um sarah and colleen they're you're both in los angeles as well so sarah hi
6: Hi, yeah, I'm Sarah. I'm in LA. Um, I currently work at the mill. Uh, I joined about a year ago, um, although I feel newer than that because I had a baby last year. So I'm also here for moms in flame. I think MD is as well. So it's nice not to be the only one. But yeah, I was, I was freelance for a long time. So I worked really hard to be the kind of artist that you could kind of throw anything at, not by knowing everything, but just by saying like, I've done this other thing. Can I apply that here? And so I try really hard not to be shaken by something I don't know how to do. You can't know everything. There's just too much. So that's advice that I give a lot to, to not feel like you need to know everything because you just can't, but to feel confident in what you do know and how you can maybe turn that around and use it to solve any
3: new thing that gets thrown at you. Can I add one thing to that, Amanda? Just old dog tricks last week. (laughs) I learned yeah. a brand new chicken flame. And it was one of those where I went, okay, I'm not getting 3D. Show me. And I learned 3D stabilization. So I've been on this box <laughs> since the very beginning. And I still don't know the box. Like if that is was- good. <laughs> So to all of you who think you have to know everything, good luck. And let me know how that works
0: for you, <laughs> especially if you have children. <laughs> you really do make me feel a little bit better because I think I went through that same thing, too, when I was going off and ass- like being an assistant and then moving up. I was like, how am I going to know what every node does? Like, how do-, how do you guys know what every node does? And then some people are like, we don't know what every node does. You just use certain ones over and over. I'm like, what? I asked Renee.
9: I just asked Renee. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I then,
1: call uh, me. No, that's right? really that's really important to know because I know there's a lot of people who think they have to know everything mm-hmm. and you never do. I'm always learning that your ability to learn, I think, is a strength. Your ability to call on your community for help and know where to go to get help and also to adapt. But yeah, I mean you have to be able to be let the client know that you know what's going on and then know how to fix it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and then Colleen, just wanted to touch a little bit. I've actually worked
9: with so you bad. recently
0: too, which was really That's cool. Bad. And one of the thing, one of the things I really want to point out is, first, Colleen and MB, I'm pretty sure your sisters from another <laughs> life. <Yeah. laughs> you guys Definitely. are very similar, just in like your really calm and pleasant demeanor to be around. Um, but also I've checked out your batches too on both of yours, and you guys both have this very <laughs> school, and I'm gonna use quotes, old school way. Uh, but it's true. Sometimes those old school tricks actually work a little bit better. I've seen other batches where it's like. A ton of crazy stuff and I have no idea what's going on, but then I've actually opened up your guys' one on job a while ago and was like, it's really that simple. Um, So Colleen, like explain a little bit about like what you feel like your strength is.
9: Uh, I feel like my strength is a collaborator. Um, I'm a people person. So I don't, I love what I do, but I don't take it so serious because I've started in the eighties and it, To me, it's a piece of equipment and it's always changing. It's always grabbing my attention, but I like working with people and I try to surround myself with people who know what they're talking about, trust that they can handle what I give them and trust that the client and me, the director, the clients, that they can look at me and I've got the whole picture down. And I I think it's a matter of having a good personality, being nervous, not knowing everything, accepting that you don't know everything sharing your, somebody does know what's going on in the other room. So making sure that that's clear. So I'm not a one man show. I love working with everybody from the top to the bottom too, and training people. I started demoing and training years ago. So I love teaching people. I love working with people and everybody's got their specialty. So for me, I feel like it's, you know, maybe it's me coming from a really large family, but, you know, you get thrown into these situations and you learn on the fly. I mean, nothing I've done in this industry was literally by the book. Like I opened up a manual. Mm-hmm. It. Not saying I didn't, but most of it's asking questions and realizing your strengths. And I'm kind nice. of nervous, but <laughs> 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 strengths and, and you know, demoing is definitely was one of the ways to, because you have to deal with everybody this on. Tough. You and
0: get yeah, <laughs> yeah and speaking hard, of manual, really back when Flame actually used to have a manual like this big, I think I somewhat remember that, and I was like, I gotta read that thing. Like, oh boy! So I think it's a matter of just
9: getting in on into it, and then like uh, Renee was saying, asking the questions and seeking out the resources. And there's so many people in this industry who are so helpful. But you know, the fact that MB and I never work together, but we work almost the exact same way. It's, you know, got to get the job done at the end
0: of the day. Well, once she gets her pool done, it's party at her place. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good. And it's good that you guys all bring up some of the, the, the great values of like trust and communication and things like that, which I think is really important. And I came from an editorial background. I was an editorial for like, I don't know, 10 whatever years. So I know I like a little bit of the producing side. I would go to like the color sessions, the online sessions. That's how I fell in love with flame is I'd sit at the online session right next to the artist and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, so they got like sick of me at company three. I think uh there was a few colorists there where they knew to pull up a chair because I would sit there with my like decision list and highlight because they would put it in the D5 tape that send off to the online person. And when I got there, the online person's like, thanks for the notes in there. And I was like, Oh yeah, just the your flat passes, you know, and then the color passes are later on after that. And I wrote everything down. It was just having that open communication. I kind of want to go to back to like think about when you guys were maybe like assistant level or just starting out. What is something like a funny story? or like a mess or I don't know, anything crazy. I'm going to start accidentally deleting the wrong project. Okay. This is a while ago. Anyone watching, if if there's ever come something comes up where it's like delete something, I check with the producer. I check with IT. I am so scarred (laughs) from from doing this, (laughs) but this was a long time ago. uh, Does anyone have any interesting stories or fun stories about when you were an assist or something that came up? You'd like to share, Kenzie. (laughs) Yes, please.
8: (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I was working really late on a project when I worked at Method. And I it, I had just kind of started as an assist within the past like six months. And I didn't realize that action had its own batch. And so when I opened up the, the, the script, it was just like the plate and then an action. Then all this work had been done and I couldn't figure out how to open it. And I called my supervisor at like four in the morning <laughs> And he wakes up and he's just like, oh, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't figure it out. And it was just really bad. He ended up telling me to go home and get some sleep. <laughs> and we worked on it in the morning, but I just felt so dumb when he was just like, just double click here. And there it is, all the work done right there. But I didn't realize that I hadn't been told at that point that you could open up a batch in action.
0: Isn't that? It's amazing. It's so amazing. It's layers upon layers. There's things. Yeah. And again, it goes back to like, we don't use all the nodes. There's some things that we don't know about. MB said we're constantly learning. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, con. it's a, it's very funny. Does anyone else have any? (laughs) I feel like I have like 900 stories of this. Um, Oh yeah, I have. Oh my god, Molly, yes, please. Yeah, um
7: <laughs> I I had to get this off my chest apparently. Um <laughs> never told anybody that no she's kidding, they still don't know. No. Um when I was first starting out, um, I was at Union and I, so this is kind of when my can do attitude a little bit got me in trouble, but I learned from it where I was still assisting, and we, it was our, the night of our holiday party, it was like the Christmas holiday party. So everybody was like, frantically trying to finish up so we could all go to our party and we had a bunch of things we had so many jobs at the same time and we had this one job that needed to be conformed before the end of the night and the lead flame artist was busy so i was like i'll do it i got this so i conform it not realizing i conformed it in half res so it was 960 by 540 and they needed it at hd that night and so i i sent it out to them I get to the party. Everybody's like cheering, like lifting me up and being like, you saved the day. And they're like so excited and proud of me. And then the next Monday, the clients were so upset. They're like, why was They couldn't like send anything out because it was all half res. And I was so, I was just like, oh my gosh. And like, it was the, I will never make that mistake again moment but it was just it was horrible so <laughs> just double checking these, are the, forming these are the the moments
0: or making the right resolution <laughs> <laughs> that we will never ever do that thing probably yeah ever <laughs> again <laughs> and then ariana did you have a funny story as well
10: yeah well, nope uh just to like make a point that you know when when you're on nights the way i learned was i was on the night crew uh at quiet man and you have an hour with a senior artist, and then the rest of the night is just you and whoever, whatever poor soul happens to be with you on the shift. um, And we both had started at the same time. So we were given the task of rotoing some stuff for, I think it was like a Monday night football spot. And I remember about like 1230 at night, my hand slipped on the keyboard, and I hit something. And all of a sudden, all my masks disappeared. I no one had told me where to find the hot key preferences so I was just sitting there like writing emails to people I didn't want to wake someone up so I was just like well I guess I'll just archive and basic some tapes then and um it turns out that I didn't know how to turn on my icons so the whole night I just was like sorry guys I don't know I don't I uh, sorry you just paid me to sit around and make some blank tapes but that was that was it it was just the longest time I didn't know to turn them off (laughs) <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was it. Not as not as uh, harrowing as Molly's experience, but still frustrating. I felt so inept and so you use- like you know, I just was so mad at myself that I couldn't figure it out. And so the next day they're like,
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you every once in a while when if you have to turn them on or off, you kind of a little a little yeah. bit when you do that? Uh, ev- every single day, every day. <laughs> and actually like
10: every, every day, day.
8: <laughs> haunts me.
0: Oh man, was there another one? Was it Mar- Marguerite? Was it someone else that had maybe like another fun story? Was that it? Oh no, I missed it. Okay, sorry. I can tell <laughs> you the early days of Flame, if you guys feel do alone now.
3: So I was customer three and buying Flame. It did not have a video card. So for the longest time, you just had to do a recorder up. They put the video card in, it didn't have two fields, it had one field. And when you complained about that, they're like, "Why well, you have one. And you were also on a machine. This only a few of you will get this. You get a core dump. A core dump meant your whole machine died, and you saw little dots for hours and you had to restart and load software. And I remember one time in session, because I was by myself, I was, you know, wasn't assist or anything. Flame was brand new. No one knew what it was. And I'm in the session and it just dies. And Unix, which was the operating system at the time, died too. And the clients never knew that I went in the back. I had to call at the time, it wasn't discrete logic. It was um, or it wasn't out of desk. it was discrete logic. And just trying to juggle all that with clients and not knowing anything, t- and no one technical knew it. So you didn't have groups like this to call even. <laughs> and somehow I got everything loaded without the client ever knowing that the whole box just crapped out. Like everything was lost and you couldn't, even run the operating system.
0: Was it just like a random thing and it did it whenever it wanted? Or is like you had core to dumps, start what,
3: Core dumps would be like if your system just restarted, it just, it was a dump. It was like, it just died. And then you'd have to do all these, you know, hoops to get it back up.
0: So Is it like a Vic, day, like an old school I, Vic?
3: Yeah. So, well, it was even before that, but yes. And to this day, I still, Colleen, maybe you and and Renee do too. There's certain times where it goes to do something, and I kind of do double cross fingers or do all my little tabooy <laughs> things because it just brings up PTSD of like, okay. It's, so when people complain now about how flame can crash, I'm like, oh please, oh please, <laughs> yeah,
9: you don't know yeah, <when> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> and you know what? Mentioned- and- well, oh, I was going to say, mention, and, and B, you have a Logic Live number fifty-three. You have a Stories of Old Flame, where you talk about <laughs> some interesting stuff, and in that one as well. If you guys get a chance, I just wanted to plug that real quick. So it's Logic Live number fifty-three, Stories of Old Flame,
3: Stories of Old MB, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
9: but
3: Colleen, though, so, no, she's she's done it all too, and so's her name. Yeah,
9: and just the you know the time it would take to render, and like you render something, and they come back two hours later, and you realize. I forgot to turn that mat off. Oh, my God, this is going to be an all-week session, you know? Just, yeah, people bring their books, people are sleeping. It's just, yeah. But when it crashes, it it goes down really hard.
0: Uh, so like we're making really a hard. new uh, hashtag, hashtag core dump? That's what's happening Ooh, right now. It's a Renee. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I want to circle back around to Renee. Um, as you guys know, 2021 Flame Award winner. Uh Renee, let's go back to you for real quick. I just want to talk about some of like your strength. I've known you for a really long time. It's amazing. We've done Tai Chi together. Uh, fantastic. You've got dogs cooking bread. Ah, You blow my mind. You're amazing. Um, Talk a little bit about like your some of your strengths. I know you do really good beauty. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit from you. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Thank you. I agree with every lady on here about what everybody has said so far. It's just completely true. And I love hearing. It's so funny because I thought about this before you asked it. And then I'm hearing everyone answer it. It has to do with trust. I'm enthusiastic. I'm detail oriented and I'm confident, but I think at the end of the day, it's the fact that clients know that they can trust me to do the job And I'm also really well connected. So there's really a good chance that I already know the producer or the team that I'm working with. So, or I was referred by someone who knows me and they trust them. And that goes a long way because basically once you've done a job with someone, you have, they've seen what you can do. And then now you're building a network and you're building a a trusted circle of people. And so whether it's the people you worked with and you showed them that you're a team player, or it's the producer that, that you gave them the the relaxation that they scale okay, okay, they're in good hands you were good with the client whatever it was there's a pod and you build on that and you just keep in touch with those people and then it's asking for feedback which i always do i try to manage expectations so that i know what do you need and when do you need it by that's the first thing i ask what do you need and when do you need it by what are the deliverables so <laughs> what the, well not even that yeah i mean not necessarily that nitty gritty but just try and start like in broad strokes So that you know where they're coming from, because just like being in the room, which I think we all have been in a room with clients, you want to make them feel at ease as fast as possible. And the sooner and better you've Mm -hmm. got that handled, the less work it is to get your shots final. Because if you can very quickly make everybody feel like, oh, she's got this, then everything you put in front of them, it's smooth sailing. But if you guys have a bumpy start or a weird relationship, it's really hard to get stuff final. And it just kind of becomes antagonistic or it can be. I don't find that as much the case with remote jobs as I do in person it could have happened, but you know, also just being able to um, be a problem solver, like I said earlier, seeking answers from the community, but you don't have the community unless you build it and maintain it. And so that's why this is super important. The logic forums are super important. If you haven't gone on the forums, Get on the forums and ask some questions and people are going to jump all over you and try to answer it and then stick with it. Be there, get, show up, be present, build your community. Discord too. We all want to help each other. Yeah. Discord too. So just, you know, build that network and it builds the trust. If you're invisible, no one's going to know you and then they can't throw you work and then they can't, you can't get work and then it's just, it's really hard to keep going. So Mm -hmm. build your community and stick with it.
0: Yeah. And just like uh, actually Jeff Kyle is just saying great advice after Rocky starts a lot of second guessing everything. And that's, that's totally true too. Um, And just going back to what you said about the forums, the forums have actually taken a a complete flip over the past few years, which has been really cool. Lots of new people, lots of new questions. I remember the forums, I think maybe from like, Eight years ago, I didn't know how to like do a G mask from like the exact center, middle G mask, perfect circle. So I asked a question. And, and like I said, this was eight years ago when it was like on, on Facebook and it was just kind of a mishmash or whatever. And someone said, uh, tie a piece of string to your stylus. And I was like, this is a yeah, serious question. I, you know, like,
1: that's a good point because, you know, mm-hmm. and not not to go totally old school but back way back when it was in email I wasn't involved in the forums because I felt like it was all a boys club and I didn't want to sound like an idiot and you probably would have sounded like an idiot after I think it just wasn't taken more seriously too yeah Yeah. right and I'm gonna tell you I agree this is not Facebook and I think Facebook specifically has this vibe that everybody knows it's just it's a vibe it's not the facebook it's not the logic community i think it was the platform and so whether taking it off facebook was made the change or maybe it's because you know shit rolls downhill and we've got a couple of good leaders that are like in charge of the forums and we have a lot of people who are you know positive in this environment this community everybody's been so 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 supportive and helpful and just exactly. Yeah. Not really. And if they do give you a hard time, it's all in it's good fun not it's TV. definitely gotten a facelift which Yucky. I'm really happy
0: about and that's yeah. why I'm really happy to be yeah. more and more involved with it though too is not only do I want to represent the women like what we're doing right yeah. now but I just want to re- yeah. represent like younger artists and then people asking dumb questions like I say yeah. dumb stuff all the time and so sometimes when I post something now I see someone else post like um can someone show me how to like do a time warp I don't know where it is and the people honestly answer and I just think the forum is such it a great makes place so to be able to do that coming. and discord yeah. and so, and so just the way that like andy and randy and then you know jeff is also com, uh contributing to like discord as well it's taken a total great facelift and like i'm actually really happy yeah. to be helping out with it too and i and i hope all of you guys have had a really good time being able to check out the forum and join discord and do that as well
9: that's good. i just have to say also the dumb question or i have a stupid question i really tried not to think that way and i definitely tell especially women in this industry it's like don't go there because it's not any question you have to ask is relevant ask any question absolutely and i think it's really important yeah that's really it doesn't start out i'll remember yeah exactly it's like yeah we have to all remember that we didn't all
1: start at the same time there's always new people and taking tai chi (laughs) classes reminded me that it's even when we have been doing it a long time there's the whole today I learned thing. So, mm-hmm. right, you know, you can be doing it for 25 years and you still are learning new stuff. And then there's a new person who's new. You can't scare people away from learning because that's all we are is we're constantly learning. And plus right. the fact that the software is always changing. So trying sure. to keep up with all of the Absolutely. upgrades we're always learning.
0: But the forum is just amazing. There's things I post on there that there's so many like questions answered, but like it's taken such a great facelift and I'm just so happy that it's gotten to where it is now. And the Discord has been a great place for that, though, too. So I'm really happy. And, and, and guys watching, though, too, if you guys get a chance, sign up for the forum, sign up for Discord, please get on there. There's no dumb questions whatsoever. I don't care who you are. Ask away because I ask away questions all the time. Just because it's 1157, um, I want to take it a little bit more serious. Now, I actually have a really good question for all of you guys. Um, This is something that happened maybe to me like a year ago. And the thing was, is that I'd, I had told the company that I was working at oh, maybe like a year and a half ago, I told the company I was working with, hey, I've got something really important I need to do. I'm out by Friday at six o'clock. And I think I feel like all of you guys have probably been in the situation. And then, you know three days before, hey, just so you know, Friday, I'm leaving at six, Friday, just so you know, I'm leaving at the end of the day. And then boom, five o'clock, Friday, clients have all these changes. And then I'm like, hey, just so you guys know, I have to leave at six. And it's kind of like this, but we need to make the changes, but we can't abandon our client, but we need to fix this. It's like, I didn't know what to do in that situation. And every once in a while, I still feel like maybe, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it goes back to the imposter syndrome or something like that. But have you guys ever been in that kind of situation where it's like you you've you've mentioned you want to have the work-life balance you have these things that you love to do you you want to be there for your client obviously you're you're there to do a job you want to get it done but at the same time it's I feel like it's a scheduling kind of thing like how do you deal with something like that Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever had any of that kind of experience before and how do you deal with it
2: sorry I think it's a really good example so like I had massive struggle before like like I said always being the youngest person in the room A lot of times just things get dumped onto me, like, you know, can you finish this shot or make sure the archiving's done, like, you know, after everybody's gone home. And what, you know, work from from home changed for me. Then I can just go, guys, I really need to, you know, leave work at six o'clock because I have to meet a friend or I have to be somewhere. But I'm happy to pick it up like early in the morning or I can finish it off from home. And everyone goes, okay, yeah, that's cool you know, unless you have clients in the room, which is, you know, different situation, but I can get away with a lot more than a few years ago. I see. I see. But
0: what do you do in that situation? And yeah, and Arya, I do want to come back to you too. Like, what do you do in that situation where they don't say, okay, it's not, you know, they, they kind of, it's almost like a guilt trip or a, you know what I mean? Where it's like, well, don't abandon. And it's like, well, no, no, no. I I had this in the schedule. Like how Ariana, do you have something to, to add to that?
10: Yeah. So I used to be a lead for about five years. And uh, honestly, the biggest difference when it comes to situations like that, when you have a pushy client is that you have the support from ownership, you have the support from production and you have people interdepartmentally helping you problem solve. So whether it's like, okay, if we don't have a flame artist, like what can we do? Like, what can after effects do? What can even like get a simple cleanup? get a Premiere assist to get a little cleanup done that they can do, like whatever, all hands on deck. And there are a lot of companies that I've worked with that have that kind of, we're not going to leave one person working until midnight or forcing them to give up on their stuff. Everybody's going to pitch in an hour or two. And even if it means like texting all of my freelance friends and saying, who's available to help me out tonight? Like, I really need this favor. And, you know, um, or saying to the client, like, all right, you know, you do that, you do that final, you know, test of whether it's really a fire, you go, well, um, there's a rush fee. How badly do you need this? And then you can gauge whether it's a real fire or not. So that's why I think, um, Collaborating with ownership and other departments is a really um, important relationship to establish for such situations when, like, you need help because you can't physically do it. It's
9: also important to verbally communicate with everyone you're working with, especially your producers, to have a backup plan. That's why I always try to have at least one or two or three artists who can step in. But it's also emotionally not taking it personally, because there's always a fire at the end of the day. It's like when people say, are you worried about getting work in the future? It's like, no, there's always work out there. But you have to be able to communicate and stand stand tall with what your decision is and not take it and go to your engagement and feel that weight of it all day. You have to be able to, and it's hard. It's hard to do. You don't want to let anybody down. You want everybody to be happy at the end of the day, want the job done. But it's also, as soon as you know, you can kind of also sense the shit's going to hit the fan and you know they're going to wait till Friday at five o'clock. It's (laughs) inevitable. So I always try to at least have assist or let them know to get somebody as early as possible because I am taking this time. So you know, you, and you have to trust the people you're working with to take that seriously. I mean, sometimes it's hard being freelance and you're kind of in that position and that's what's given to you. But at the end of the day, you still got to put the pen down and take care of yourself.
0: It's, for sure. For sure. Know, even, you know, I, even like, in this instance, a long time ago, it was, I gave him three weeks, and then three days <laughs> yeah. and then day of, and I still yeah. was just like, is this my, what am I doing wrong here? But this is a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. for sure. But it's not you. When,
9: that's what I'm saying. They, mm-hmm. People should have and that, what's important is being a lead is to let the, let the people know your situation as soon as you can and to, you know, it is what it is.
8: You know? Yeah, it's like what Colleen said, like day of, I always tell my producer or ask my producer, like, hey, like, when shit hits the fan, who's taking over for me tonight? <laughs> Who do you have in line? <laughs> that's, like, really important to communicate to your producer. Like, if I have to leave at five or six or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Who's taking over? Who do I, you know, overlap with for an hour to make sure that they aren't going to go in blind?
0: Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, Bring it up. Like, who can I talk with, you know, the last half an hour to overlap? Yeah. That's good advice.
8: Yeah. I
10: feel like those weekly strategy meetings, when you talk about scheduling, like, you know, let's say hypothetically on a Monday or a Friday for the week ahead, it's so important to bring up like plan B's
1: and C's like you guys said. Good call. Good call. Does anyone else have any good stories? Oh, Renee, please. I've got too many, but I just <laughs> want to keep it really simple instead of specifics. Um, I want to say one, if you're um, if you need to leave, your personal life is personal, so don't ever share why you're leaving. You just say, mm. I'm leaving Friday at six o'clock. Nobody gets to know why, because your priority is different than anyone else's priority, and so they're gonna put their priority on your priority, and that's none of their business. So don't ever share why you're leaving. Okay. You just say, I'm leaving at six on Friday, just letting you know. And yes, give advance notice, all of that. Also, I don't make if So this is different for staff people and it's also different, you know, for everybody. But I try not to make plans on a day that I know that I'm going to be delivering a job. Or mm-hmm. if I know I'm going on to a job, that's nuts balls. I'm not going to go make plans that <laughs> week. And because I know I'm going to be staying late or, you know, I just, I can't commit to anything. It's like everybody in... Everybody knows I'm working on a crazy job this week, and I can't do anything after work. But sometimes if you're on a really extended job where things have just been going over for a long time, and you just, you know that you're on a job that's, I hate to use the term abusive, but it's out there. So people are being abused with their hours and their time. So it's been going on for weeks or months, and you kind of have to have a minute to have yourself in your time. That's mm-hmm. when you just have to talk to your producer and say, Again, none of their business why I'm taking Wednesday off at two or I need to leave for three hours or whatever it is. You just tell them when it's coming and have them make a plan, put the, put the onus on them. That is their job to cover you. You've let them know that you're not going to be there. So I love that's having every, you know, everybody saying, make it their. They're the producer. You're not. What would they do if you got hit <laughs> by a bus? Their <laughs> and job I, have to, like, I have to
9: like, have to agree that's with producing if they don't have a backup, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know? I agree too. So, yeah. but you're so right about not having to explain or justify why you need to take the time Because they take. put the priority on it. Yeah. yeah how they do it. Well, like I play hockey just on Fridays them,
0: and I need it's to leave experience. to go to yeah. games. Yeah. Like I have yeah. things I want to do. And yeah. as soon as I told my producers I have a hockey game on Friday, they're like, Well, this person needs to leave so they can go first, but it's just a hockey game, right? And I'm like, No, it's my playoff game. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go. Like, it, like it's none of your yeah, business why I agree on life
9: important.
1: Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's going to care about your life. You, your life is the most important to you. And that is totally valid, but you (laughs) can't like impress upon anybody else, how important your life is to you. And you are the only one who's going to be good enough to be in charge of your boundaries. And so you really, it doesn't have to be an argument. It just has to be a statement. And then you put it back on them and say, just letting you know so that you can get coverage or so that you can make a plan but you just Mm -hmm. put it back in their lap and they have to make a plan to cover for you when you're not there. And then when you're, you know, I've I've been in situations where like I had to get on a plane and so I had to like put the pen down at five o'clock and I like, you know, they knew when they hired me at the beginning of the week that I had to leave on a plane on Friday. So whatever business I was getting into, I wasn't going to be given the, you're delivering the job, Mm -hmm. you know, position because they knew I was leaving, but they still like reminded several times that I'm leaving at a certain time. So like, you know, and then you just get up and you walk away. And I still was thanked for my help because it was more than nothing. Like the job was done. It was, you know, what I was hired for to do got finished and everybody was super happy. And I just was super glad that I had good boundaries because it could go off the rails really quickly, but you have to stand up for yourself. Yeah.
0: You have to, you make a lot of really, I mean, you all make really good points. You have to, you definitely have to able to do that i think it's something that maybe i'm still learning from time to time that i don't even realize it's like yeah okay seven well maybe like 7 30 you know or something but it's like no you got to have like hard fast rules and thank you so much everyone for for sharing that too that's one more thing i would add to renee's point about Mm -hmm. um you know
6: whose business is it for your reasons why i was in a situation recently where i was leading a job and one of my compositors came to me and said they needed to call out for the day and went to explain It was a personal reason and they went to explain why. And I stopped them and said, you, you don't have to tell me Mm. it's, it is, if you say you need the day, that is a good enough reason. And it, yep. and I will work with the producer to figure out coverage. Nice. And that's the end of it. You're welcome to tell me on a personal level if you want to, but you yeah. do not have to. And that is something that I expect to receive.
0: And it's something that I try to give as a lead. because That gives me goosebumps hearing that yeah. support. Yeah.
2: That's so that's good
0: yes. to hear. So good. And this is for everyone. I mean, this isn't just women. This is like every single artist everywhere that 100%. does anything. Like this is, this is great to hear just for... For everyone's support. This
8: is or, cool. Or, or on the flip side of that, when they ask mm-hmm. you, why do you need to leave? You just say it's personal. Because I need I'm, to. Oh, yeah. Because okay. it's personal. I don't want to talk about
1: it.
0: Because then they can they they don't even. Don't ever defend
1: yourself. Yeah. You, it's oh. The minute Good you advice. feel like you're put in a defensive position, you don't need to explain your life to anybody. It okay. is your business. It's not theirs. You don't need to be mad about it, but you just need to be like, <laughs> I'm just, oh. it's, it's my business. I I will say that
6: when I need to set boundaries, because I have a child, I actually do give the reason because I think there are so few mothers who do what we do. And so I take it really seriously that Mm -hmm. I, this has been infinitely easier for me because of all of the mothers who did this before I did. And (sighs) I take it really seriously that I can increase visibility by being really honest that daycare closes at five 30. So if you need a posting out at six, I'm not your guy and we need coverage, or they have to wait, you know, it just hooray. it just is. And so and but that's a personal choice that I make. It's not no one asks me to justify why. Um,
3: I will say Sarah, just we've come a long way. But being back in the day when you're on site, and you're the only woman in the place flame yeah. artist plays, I was a single mom. And yeah, I had a nanny. So I could have covered but I'm a mom. Like, this is my kid. You want to spend time so with your I, child. I did my 12 hour, w- what they were doing in 20. I did in my 12, my long day. And I'd say, I'm leaving. Oh, you breeder. Oh, you get off early. I was like, going into the second job. You're not going to make me feel guilty. And that was a really good lesson for me to, I was always pretty good at boundaries, but that one really was like, you're not going to make me feel guilty for going home. Mm-hmm. To care of a kid. What I'm finding, thank God, is there's a lot more fathers that want to go home. They're setting mm-hmm. boundaries. And also with all this new world, now when a job starts, there's a lot more freelancers and you set your terms in contract. So before they hire me on a Friday, I will have to leave at five. Do you still want to hire me? Because that's set in stone. So it's, mm-hmm. again, with expectations. And, <laughs> and then it yeah. also weeds out what companies I want to work for or don't want to. We always yeah. have this, I'll never get work again. What about... I don't like their practices, so we yeah, did it, this. Goes you know, me, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It's you. so true. I'm it not going to naturally go weed out anymore. the
1: bad players. Yeah, but yeah. I'm really, you, you,
3: you're worth it, and we get in this kind of. I'll never see where, Yeah, to Colleen's point, there's tons of work out there, and That's you get to choose where you want to work. You know,
9: and I. That's true. Recently- it does go both ways. Yeah. I've recently in the last number of years stepped away from being the lead and conforming and mastering and all that stuff because I know my schedule with two kids and all that I have to handle that, you know, I'm a shots only person now. And I'm lucky I've been able to get to this point where I can pick and choose. But there have been companies that just treat you like crap or other people like crap. And I'm like, I don't want to work there. And I also a lot of times I'll ask what the if I have to take on the big projects with lots of shots, I'll ask what the work is. Like, is it realistic? Because bidding today doesn't seem to exist like it used to. It's just bidding is on the fly. As we're in the suite, things are changing. I thought we had two hours. I thought we had two days to do that. Well, now they want to deliver at the end of the day. It's like, okay, you can't just change everything in the halfway through but like, it's, it's and that, that happens, happens, it happens
0: it happens all the time and just like randy says two weeks two artists or so i think that's what, what randy always says um actually, i actually have a question from brian, brian bailey have you seen studios change their attitude of you have to stay until this is done since covid uh he says in his area it seems like everyone has reevaluated their life priorities and don't want to live for work
3: i've, I've seen it get a lot better actually personally yeah
9: mm-hmm. yeah well, i good. feel like you can you can say what you need because also HR is so much out there now, you know, with women, especially being, you know, treated the way we were 20, 30 years ago. It's yeah, you know, I was a a prop that was being sold with the equipment, you know, it was that nasty Um, and, you know, you got to get the job done, smile and look pretty, but now it's just so much different that, you know, it's, You know, you can have people you can go to and have the conversation, or you can pull somebody who's being disrespectful to you or to somebody else out. And you can call them on it. I mean, I've always called people out, but now it's like, you're going to get in trouble if you keep talking or screaming at me like this. Like, it's not acceptable. So I feel like we have a bit more power in that realm of the industry to be able to stand up for ourselves. And not feel bad about it. Like, I'm not going to be bullied. Into For sure.
0: Yeah, you don't want to feel bad about the boundaries.
9: Yeah. I like my job.
8: Yeah. I feel like at the beginning of COVID, everyone was, like, we all start working from home. And everyone was like, I'm not going to allow them to take advantage of the fact that I'm always on call.
1: Mm-hmm. And
8: so yeah. we all just collectively, but also independently set these boundaries of six o'clock is the end of my day. And... And everyone's really stuck to it. And I'm so glad because I remember being at home, being like, oh, my gosh, they're going to make me work until midnight every day for the rest of my life. Like,
0: (laughs) Right. It was like, can you check this real quick? And I'm like, it's seven o'clock and we were finished at six. What do you mean real quick? Like, even though I'm five (laughs) feet away from my desk in my room, another room, I'm still off the clock. It's like it's not real quick. Am I on the clock or off the clock? And I think I feel like a lot of that has changed. A lot in the flame community, I feel, has changed, too. There's a lot of more respect going around. There's a lot more talent. There's just a lot of things coming out of word work, like, like Graziella, like you, what the stuff that you were talking about earlier, like, that's so amazing. <laughs> like that blows my mind. This is great. Um, it's, it's just respect all around for, for, everyone that, that does this um it is almost 12 15 right now i want to say thank you so much to all of you guys like i look up to every single one of you you guys are amazing this is great we have so much talent going on right here i don't know i'm pretty speech i'm a little i'm a little emotional about this this is great thank you very much to the wonderful women on the show today you guys are amazing i love you guys so much Your great, all job, inspiration. <laughs> great job thank everybody you, so, great thank you guys thank you so much everyone in logic community uh we will see you next time and have a great week
10: Hi! Bye. Bye everyone. Everyone knows that Boris FX makes the best plugins in the business. Mocha, Sapphire, Silhouette Paint, Continuum, and the new Optics. You can save 15% on all of Boris FX plugins, either standalone or subscription, by using the code LOGIC-15 at checkout. That's capital L, lowercase o-g-i-k, dash one five at checkout. This episode of The Logic Podcast is brought to you by Cynesys.io. To find out more about the remote workflow solutions, Check them out at
8: cinesis.io. See you next time.